yes. It is at the breweries. The men are here. John Crothers, Jesse Valenciana. You can follow uh, John UT Chicago, Jesse Manbecue. Their their Twitter handles. They are from Revolution and Goose Island Breweries, respectively. Gentlemen, welcome. It is always a pleasure. We look forward to at the breweries every month. People calling in with their questions at three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. You sharing uh, your knowledge with us. All right. I was very excited to go to the kickoff event for Illinois Craft Beer Week, which was last Friday. Uh, the week has ended. Jesse, I heard, missed the entire thing. I did. That was very sad. But Goose, I was very Goose sad. did not, because Goose always is involved in that. I saw yeah. the uh, your compatriots at uh, Beer Under Glass. I saw John at Beer Under Glass. Had mm-hmm. a nice conversation. Um, how, how important is this week? I mean, Goose and Revolution have been around for a long time. You guys are established. How important is a week like this for the smaller breweries, the the newer guys who are just coming along, or a brewery that's been around for a couple of years, but they're still finding their footing? So it, it's great just to get all the most passionate beer fans in the same place, especially a place as cool as Garfield Park Conservatory. I mean, most of these beer fests you go to, you know, it's like a conference center or, you know, a bunch of tents in the middle of a field. This yeah. is like a, a cool place that has its own geography to it. So it's kind of fun. You know, you're not just drunk, you're drunk. And then there's also like, hey, look, that's a really cool plant. That's That's not, that's not uh, native to this climate. I can learn about these flowers. And it is nice to, to, you know, have a couple beers and then sit down and go, I need a rest. And then you're looking at a huge bed of tulips or some other gorgeous foliage. Yeah. And they say, sir, get out of the tulips. And you're like, oh, sorry, sorry. I was just (laughs) peeing. Maybe you should have more porta potties. I just said that to John. (laughs) That was my only, uh, that was the only downfall. So, what did Goose? What did Goose do for? I know you weren't here as part of it, but what? Uh, what did you guys do for Beer we, Week? Um, I know that they did a few various events, but our our big event is the dodgeball tournament. Oh, that was on a Saturday. We were going to do it on Sunday, but apparently moms would get mad if we. Why you won't let them play? Took their day away. We can let moms play. I don't want any broken <laughs> hips, though. That's a lot of wow liability. <laughs> so they, all the moms are that was that was uh, you could go to Jess Manbecue. Jesse Manbecue. <laughs> I love you, mom. <laughs> So you guys do the dodgeball tournament it's yeah. be- between breweries? Yeah, so it's 36 different breweries um, going head-to-head for... It's this, like, you know, childhood... Bragging rights. Yeah, it's it's all bragging rights. It's just so funny that you see all these big bearded dudes playing <laughs> dodgeball and just, like, you know, brewery ladies are out there just throwing these big, stupid balls around at each other. It's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous, but it's really fun. Well, it's nice because you could play, and then you'd be like, man, I'm in great shape. I exercised this week. <laughs> but you also <laughs> drank like 900 calories worth of beer while you threw a ball and well, that's it. played two games. So my rule is I don't drink the day of dodgeball because I do take it. I'm, I'm one of those... I'm so old. His body's those, a temple, see? It is. It is a temple. <laughs> those games matter But to like me. a temple to one of those bad pagan gods where it's all suffering and death. Well, sure. It's like it's like uh, Notre Dame now. It's got a lot of scaffolding on it, and there's plaster. And, you know, Ooh, too some, soon. Is it? <laughs> Yikes. Oh, all right. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's a fun event. Uh, it's cool. But, you know, when you play dodgeball, it's not like you could work out for dodgeball. I think you can. Somebody was like, oh, you've got to use the bands. But everybody, when they were done, bands, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not interested in a hobby that anyone's was, trying too hard at. I was gonna say, if it, a once a year, a once a year dodgeball game, you're gonna dedicate. You know, I've got to get my rotator cuff uh, just so it snaps. We practiced. We had we held practice uh, leading up to the tournament. And it broke our guy's finger. I mean, that wasn't planned. Huh? Well, that's not. That's, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't sound at all like a fun Illinois Craft Beer Week activity. We we just all play nice that day, but sure. you know we had Lagunitas Revolution throwing medicine uh, balls. How'd at you guys do? Corridor. I don't think we got out of the first round. We've mm. won it three times or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like we're pretty yeah, yeah. good, but like the whole Saturday thing really messed up our flow. Plus, well, <laughs> is there, it like there, having to play a day game after a night game? The ringers weren't there. That's that's a problem. The ring the ringers who work for us. That one day year that they work. I'm sure. Yeah, I know. We pay we pay benefits and health insurance to try to do really well in the dodgeball tournament. It's our business strategy. I knew it. You admit it. I knew it. Any little edge that you can have is good. Uh, so, what revolution do? Did you have like a paintball tournament, axe throwing? What do you guys do? <laughs> we had a cr- what do you do that has nothing to do with beer? <laughs> like I, I hope we never get to the place where we have axes and barrel aged beer in the same place. We had a that nice event on one. Friday called the Death Rattle, uh, and that's where we do our imperial stout. We had nine different variants on. We had wow. a library sale that people went absolutely nuts for. Um, we had a really good, fun stout time, and then I went to see Endgame that night. It was a real. Nice. 
Were so, you affected by it at all? I was just talking about how it emotionally uh, destroyed me. Oh, I'm just uh, an open wound emotionally regularly. <laughs> I mean, and then, you, you know, you pour both. some beer on that. It's like, oof. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Does it surprise you guys at all? And you've been you've been in the craft beer industry for a while. The 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 broad spectrum of people who come to these festivals who are really they're they're not just there to be seen, you know, they go because they really do love the beer. You get young people, old people, men, women. There's across the board, it's it's amazing how many people come to these things and really get involved in you know, enjoying and trying new beers. It's awesome. The The audience has grown exponentially. You know, it, when we started getting into it, you know, it was just dudes with beards that lived in their mom's basement and traded beer out of there. Well, now it, you guys have your own places, which is nice. Yeah. But it's still... Traded still, beer out it's of It's still the, pretty I, much I, dudes with, be, with beards. I was interested to see what he's going to say for the second one, because he already used mom's basement on the first, <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> is there like a Jesse list? Like things As they traded out of the cliche <laughs> store. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to throw a hipster in there, a hipster <laughs> comment in there. Uh, I, I think it's great. I've been to a few beer events lately where I've kind of come back from the first kind of hour of mingling or pouring or whatever. I mean, like, hey, you know, this doesn't look like a craft beer event. Like, it's yeah. a, a much more uh, diverse, like, you know, age. I mean, like, just anything. Like, this is just like, a different group of people that I'm used to seeing. And that makes me so happy every yeah. single time. And yeah. what I liked about uh, Beer Under Glass was it, you know, a lot of some of the, the different beer fests, you're getting the big national brewers that are coming in and that's fine but this was all illinois people and some like there was a brewery that was a few blocks from where i grew up that i didn't even know was there and i was like where are you guys in uh, rabbit brewery in homewood oh, yeah. and i was like where are you guys and he told me i, go, I, I know exactly where you are i know yeah. what building you were in i i didn't know you were there i had some phenomenal beers from brewers i'd never heard of before yeah. like i uh was it whiskey barrel or something brewing or whiskey whiskey hill uh, did a goza with some salt, and I mean, it just deepened the flavor of the rest of the beer. It was fantastic, and I was like, "Man, I had no idea." I didn't say this because this sounds like a, a jerk thing to say, but I was like, "Hey, I didn't know you guys were around." I'm like, "I just want to, I want to fill a kiddie pool with this existed. beer and just spend a, a hot August afternoon in it." We uh, when well, that I doesn't up... sound like a jerk thing at all. It sounds a little weird, but not a jerk. Yeah, thing. It's you not know, take a weird. You know John. That's true. When I I came up to the the desk to sign up for the, the dodgeball, you have to team sign in. And they had the bracket, and it was like Goose you had to sign into your own dodgeball tournament. <laughs> yeah, in case I break a finger, I don't sue my own company. Ah. Mm. Um, but it, it was funny because I I looked at the who we were playing, and it was Tangled Roots Brewing, and I, I you know I, I verbalized it. I was like, "Who the hell's Tangled Roots?" And they were right behind me. And they got Ottawa, right? I they're out so. near Ottawa. They're yeah. out near Ottawa because they they have uh, exclusive taps at Starved Rock Lodge. Oh, cool. That was the first a buddy of mine had been to their brewery, but I had them out at the lodge and. It was good stuff. Yeah, there was it was a hot August afternoon. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I didn't bathe in it. They busted it. me. Like you know what would have been great? <laughs> yeah, what'd they say to you? How, the, the guy oh, goes, look at the Goose Island I said, guy. Go, oh, who the hell are Tangled Roots? And he goes, we are. I'm like, oh, hey. He's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm with Goose Island. He's like, I'm like, ever hear of us? We're local. <laughs> sure. no. who, who the hell is awkward collar tug brewing? <laughs> 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 So what are we going to, what styles are, we'll, let's tell people what styles we're going to do. All we'll take styles. a quick break and then we'll come back and do our first style. What's on tap, no pun intended, pun unbelievably Oh, this intended. is all packaged beer. We've we got, got, got some Bud Light. That's all right. Just don't tell them that. Okay, okay. It's okay. Don't bust us. Uh, we're going to start off with a Hellas Lager. Ooh. Uh, pretty straightforward. And then we're going to get really cool and nerdy. I brought some two super fresh Cool Kid Beers from Brooklyn. Fresh with an F or fresh with a PH? PH. Oh, man. Funky fresh. Fresh, fresh nice. with an X. So then we're going to go from Hellas. I stuff yet. Hellas, <laughs> Hazy IPAs, and then we're going to finish off with some uh, pastry stouts. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, all yeah. right. We will get to all of that. John and Jesse are here. It is at the breweries. If you have a question for the guys, 312-981-7200. We'll start sampling and educating you after this. WGN. John Carruthers, Jesse Valenciana, or do you prefer Jesse Valenciana and John Carruthers? It's uh, it's up to you. I'll let you figure out the uh, the the billing. The uh, I'm not asking you guys. You'll let you fight it out on your own. All right, so our first style of beer today is... Uh, it's a Hellas Lager. Hellas? Hellas. H-E-L-S. H-E-L-L-E-S. All right. And what makes uh, a Hellas lager different from our regular lager? Um, so I think when people think of regular lagers, you're, you're thinking of a Hellas lager. So it's oh, okay. uh, Pilsner malt, very straightforward. Um, you're, it, it's German hops, so 
noble hops, so you get a little bit floral, a little bit spicy. Um, like an old style? No, Aren't, I mean, like American... It's not American. Yeah, I mean, this, is, this is a beer you could give to anyone's dad at a street festival and who drinks go, just, yeah. just Bush Light or just Bud Light. Or just, like, and they would say, yes, I like this beer. It's yes. cold, it's delicious, it tastes like beer. This is beer-flavored beer. Yes, there's nothing... You're not getting an overwhelming hoppiness. You're not getting an overwhelming anything else. Yeah, yeah. But, but to what Jesse said, it does taste German just because of the... You know, he uses German yeah. hops instead of what we got here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's, the, it's nice and light and crisp. Yeah, and this is the world's oldest active brewery, Weinstefen. Weinstefen. Um, I think I'm better at the German than I was at the French. Yeah, that lady, that lady <laughs> called me out and she was right. <laughs> um, oh, they don't have it on the thing anymore. But this brewery has been around. Well, okay, since 1040, it says the year wow. 1040. But I think I read about this and. What's more interesting than internet articles about beer? But I think it, <laughs> it, it, it at least has continuous operation from the 14th century. So, you know, That's this, amazing. Is, this is an old, yeah. cool beer. And they make all sorts of the classic German styles, Hefeweiss and Crystalweiss. And, their Dunkel um, is... Their Dunkel is killer. And, yeah. you, I mean, this is great. This is made in Germany by, like, the absolute experts of the game. And you buy it at your Benny's for, like, $3.49 after the journey across. Not bad. It's really cool. It's, it's what German... What German brewers do at scale is so impressive to us. So this is something that would be a good entry if somebody, and we talk about these people a lot, people who are like, I'm interested in trying something different, but I'm a little afraid because I've only drank the same thing my whole life. This would be a perfect entree for them. Yeah, these. Are, I mean, these are really tough beers to make, too. So are there really? a lot of smaller breweries won't even touch these. Yeah. Nothing to hide behind. It's you very, can't throw no, a bunch yeah. of hops or a bunch That's of true. strawberries or a bunch of whatever in it. It's... Very is... clear, delicious. Like, I mean, it's a, just a razor's edge to make a beer like this. Yeah. 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 It tastes very good. And again, it's... crisp, light. Uh... And when I think of beer, again, honestly, if someone were to say, describe, give me a beer, I'd mm -hmm. say, here, this is start this off with this beer. and we'll go from here. All right. So, a good baseline beer. So, uh -huh. this is this is the pinnacle. The pinnacle from the world's absolute oldest brewery. And where do we go then if we're, you know, want something a little closer to home? So where you go is Great Central. Um, I know we've talked a lot about Dovetail Brewing, and they're amazing. Yes. Um, great we, people. We literally great didn't beer. include theirs because we've talked about too many other beers. Yeah. They make an amazing hell of on shelves. Get it. But it's, it's funny because every time we're like, all right, we should do like this German style, it's, it's between Dovetail or Great Central. Okay. And last time we were going to do the Hefeweizen, I was going to bring Great Central's because it's my absolute favorite uh, in the city. And I actually just had one earlier today. But um, I, I hit up Andreas... The brewmaster over there, okay. um, who's he was. It's at funny. Great Central. Yeah, Great Central. Talking to him about brewing, he goes, "You guys go to, to school, you know, and and you graduate, and then you're considered a brewmaster." He's like, "In Germany, you've got to work for whatever many years without pay." Oh, really? Well, and also, nice. brewmaster school is uphill both ways in the snow. That's <laughs> <laughs> how when I went to brewmaster school, <laughs> cut this guy was. off, and we didn't have shoes. <laughs> Is we it... didn't have Paws and Game Boy. <laughs> we didn't have your American Paws. Is uh, it the Great Central and Dovetail spe like focus so much on these German style beers that they're so good at it? Well, basically, like Andreas is from Germany, right? Yeah, he's, and, he's, and Hagen well, and Bill over at Dovetail, right? And Hagen and Bill at Dovetail trained at brewing school together in Europe okay. on the classic German and Austrian styles. If I'm not mistaken, so Great Central does the contract uh, for a lot of different smaller breweries because they've got a lot of they've got big capacity over there. But they started off doing that, and then Andreas started brewing his beers, and they're amazing. He's By got... the way, can we talk about what's in this Great Central? Yeah, class? it tastes really good. This is, I mean, this this Vian stuff and is like the classic, the OG. If anything, Great Central's like made it even just more pared down, like cleaner, easier yeah. drinking. This is wild. I don't want to get his. I don't want to blow up his head anymore. I mean, just like I the know, but it, like recognizably <laughs> the same style. But like, is it weird to say that I, I like the one from the new brewery better than the one that's been around since the yeah. the eleventh century? The new one's a little less effervescent, so it's it gives a little smoother feeling when you're drinking it. Like and it how how if you they know so when you when identical. you're drinking beer, the first thing you do is you look at it, and it's. I mean, these are identical. Just how clear they are. All right, um, we will we will talk more about the Hell's Lager and. Uh, another couple styles. The guys from At The Breweries are here. John and Jesse. Uh, John is at UT Chicago. Jesse is Jesse Mambicue. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on all their social media channels. You can see Jesse throwing dodgeballs and John doing whatever it is that John does in his off time uh, when he's not talking about beer. We'll get Sinister. To all of, yes, that's right. <laughs> he's a ninja. We'll do all of that and more on the other side of the news. It's WGN. We are, uh, we are moving into our second 
Our second style of beer for the day, Helles Lager, was our first one, H-E-L-L-E-S, in case you were trying to spell that. And now, John is giddy. Oh, uh, I've never it. seen you. You're always enthusiastic. You're always well-prepared, as Jesse is. But you are downright giddy about this next style of beer, and not for the reasons I would have thought. Oh, I just enjoy it. So, Helles, the classic, yes. crystal clear, razor's edge. What we're bringing next, all those brewers who make those delicious house, <laughs> they hate this style so much. They hate it with a visceral, like, teeth-grinding wow. passion. A lot, well, a lot of them are coming around. It's, it's funny because I've actually met a handful of brewers that hate it, but they make it because they're like, you know how fast, right. how long this stuff like lasts money. in the tap room? Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't. So, yeah. It pulls, I mean, and I, I don't really, I'm kind of agnostic on the, the, the ethical stance of each beer. I, I like this because people are excited about it. And what is this style? Hazy IPA. So it's yeah. a New England, they call it New England IPA in some places because a lot of the breweries that originated this, um, you know, were from the New England area, Trillium, Treehouse. Yeah. Um, Trillium was like, they were the darlings for a while mm -hmm. for, you know, uh, for really pushing the style. But the idea is very few hops in the bittering stage of brewing. Way too many hops in the flavor and the and the uh, aroma stage. So what you do is you get all these fruity like apricotty papaya mango flavors with absolutely none of that bitterness that you have in IPA. Especially if you're one of those people who are like I don't like IPAs, you might like this IPA because it's all sweet and no heat. It's what not really it heat, but I, that did rhyme. Uh, well, it's all those hops. So those got added in on the cold side um, after uh, the boils happen and everything. So it seeps out all those good fruit. Uh, you know, sometimes herbaceous flavors, and it also hangs out in there. There's a lot of extra protein. When the yeast uh, is still kind of active and the hops go in, uh, which is what happens when you try to brew a beer this hoppy, there's a process called biotransformation that pulls a lot of fruit flavor out of the yeast uh, via the hops and the hop oil. And so you've got a lot of yeast, you've got a lot of hop, and it just, you can't see through it anymore. And you don't even need... You don't even need it to look hazy to pull out these flavors, but the people who really like this style look at it and they kind of expect a haze. So now you kind of add the haze back in. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. have to be hazy. It's cool. It's like and the most was... marketing centric beer ever. And as a communications guy, like I'm very excited about this. <laughs> they're throwing, um, you know, they're throwing oats in the in the mash bill, mm -hmm. and then they're oats also throwing wheat. lactose, which is normally when you add lactose sugar. Um, it's for stouts, and now they're throwing them in, yeah. in these so, beers. So lactose is a milk sugar that is not, the yeast cannot eat it, so it it's sticks It's not fermentable. There. Yeah, it's not fermentable. It stays in there. It brings some sweetness. It brings some body. Um, it's thicker kind of in your mouth when you're drinking it. Uh, it's yeah, just, it does but, have a thicker flavor. It doesn't, yeah. you're right, the, the thing that I'm not a huge fan of a lot of IPAs is its overly hoppiness. This does not have that, but it has... There's still the slight hoppiness of an IPA, but there is that thicker, more viscous is probably the wrong word. No, viscous makes, is right. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's. Well, so like you know, and and being that it's New England style, when you look at West Coast IPAs, those were the big like bitter. They punch your yes. your palate Pine, with resin. hops. Yeah, very piney, very dank. resiny, dank, bro. Dank. But uh, <laughs> so people were kind of like, I really like the aroma of these, but I don't like being bogged down by all these like this overly hoppiness. And these kind of beers came around, and it's like you smell it, you're like, oh man, this is gonna kill me. But then you taste it, and there's like sweetness, and it's like a, a fruit bouquet. Yeah, but what's bonkers is like you think that these things are easy drinking and like whatever. No, but like those West Coast IPAs are like seven percent. These fruity IPAs are like eight, eight and a half, ten percent. Like these will mess you up real hard. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. People look at some stouts and they think those are really high, and some maybe six. Five, six. I mean, Guinness is we four or three, Guinness. and people are yeah. always like, oh, I can't believe you drink that heavy beer. Right. But this is almost, this is double that? Yeah, this yeah, is. these are big. Let me see. So, right, so tell, the one tell we us have, again which ones you've got, which so, is the, the one by which all others should be measured. So we we picked the, the reigning uh, Great American Beer Festival gold, gold medalist. medal winner. Les wow. from Chicago, not New England. Northwest uh, Side Boys. Yep. Alarmist Brewing on Peterson Avenue. Uh, they have... They have put the ABV in a place where I'm having a tough time finding it. But <laughs> Maybe I, they don't want you to know. Now Secrets. they know. Fourteen. Um, yeah, fourteen percent. No, but this is the gold medal one. This was like this was this the big surprise right. at last year's Great American Beer Festival. Was like they won the gold. Another Chicago brewery won the bronze. Eris and, won won a, a medal. They, I mm -hmm. think they won bronze, right? But it was it was Midwest it was breweries that won really the, the one New England IPA. Category. And there was ironically no New England breweries that submitted. 
Well, and uh, it was great. You looked on Twitter and all these New England people were like, whatever, we don't care about the Great American Beer Festival. <laughs> <laughs> and then really? Jesse was like, John, you're using that voice a lot tonight to talk about people. And John's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, this is this is cool. Like, Alarmist is a small operation, you know, started as a labor yeah, of love. Yeah. Like, they're still up and coming, and they're really great guys. They're how, awesome how guys. How much I will love something them. like that? Will uh, how much will winning a gold at the Great American Beer Festival? How much will that benefit a small brewery like this? It, so these guys, we were actually going to do hazies before, um, and I remember, yeah, on this show, yeah, yeah. I went, I went to Benny's, and it was all sold out. Yeah. Nice. And they, they looked at me because I was like, "Hey, do you guys have uh, Lejeune?" And they're kind of like, "No." Like, what, what do you expect, you idiot? I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah, and then I like reached out to the guys. I was like, hey, do you guys? I can't go to the brewery right now, but is there anywhere? Yeah, you know where I can and buy I it. And you just really couldn't because it was. Wow. So okay. this was right it's after. Yeah, this was right after the win, and you used to be able to find it like pretty easily. Like, yeah. Who knows, like short term versus long term on stuff. This will change your brewery's operations overnight okay. because, like, this is what you're known for. This yeah, is... with with Goose Island, like our our IPA has won six. Um, medals at gabf isn't this about somebody else it is no i'm kidding Go ahead. <laughs> but you know if you look at from a marketing standpoint i also wonder that brian yeah. <laughs> they pay my bills uh six percent i almost said i gotta buy diapers i don't have kids oh six percent alcohol yeah. on the lejeune yeah um, right, so but yeah i mean th that we that so was part of our saw, marketing yeah, when push you see those, oh, yeah so you're you gonna, know it, that's that's something you use it when you lead with hey oh, this sure. is a six-time medal winner people go oh okay and even and like even if they don't even, know they're gonna go it must be good then yeah i gotta drink it it won six times even you know like we we've been around for a while at revolution too and um we won uh just even a, just a bronze at, at gabf for our barley wine and the barley wine release this year was nuts i yeah. mean people I mean, go crazy that barley one's it's it's a damn good barley wine uh but it's funny because now that opens a, it up you've already been seven of... second dumped for saying that word <laughs> darn no uh, yeah. gosh darn good barley but on, wine. you know on the west Holy coast cow, that's a fantastic piece of beer there's 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 guys where you, you can't even get revolution and these guys are finding ways to get it like they're, they're trading for it they're um you know buying it off of these weirdos on craigslist but <laughs> the fact is wow. you know the it's weirdos on craigslist are going to be again that's jesse Manbecue <laughs> on twitter uh, i'm not a weirdo <laughs> in search of this beer or possibly to get machete murdered <laughs> yeah <laughs> my address is but yeah so the the point is, you know, it, it does matter it does if you have something like that. If right. you can say you've won a medal at GABF. I mean, right. and, and in this case, it's like this hardworking local brewery who yeah, are great no, guys. And terrific. like, I don't know anyone who who saw Alarmist win and, and was like, oh, those guys. But like, they <laughs> they deserve all the glory. I mean, they're for them. super great guys. And they can use, they can put this, this is a great yeah, radio, a but nice, they, they can put the, the GABF nice, gold medal on it right for, on I can. think it's one year after. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're so they're the gold. They're the one that we're gonna uh, judge the New England or hazy IPAs by. And what was the other one that you brought in? Uh, I brought the O Dream. It's from Other Half. They're they don't distribute. They're local Brooklyn only. Um, okay. And I was there yesterday, and the, the place was just packed. Really? I mean, you, you could not move. It, and every time I've been to that brewery, it's been super packed. And they make amazing beers. Um, when John and I joke about the cool kid beers. Hazy IPAs are like the cool kid beers. Okay. Everybody's seeking... They are the number one cool. There's a, beer, a brewery called Bearded Iris in Nashville, and all they make is hazies. I went there, really? and out of 11 taps, I think eight were hazies, and one was like a are pastry stout, in? and one was like a single hazy, not then, a double. But Can you get in without a beard? You can. <laughs> I, You'll get judged really uh, hard. <laughs> they have beards at the door, you know, oh, like perfect. the Friars Club. Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, oh, sorry, but their, 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 their slogan is cultivate diversity, which is just the funniest thing in the world to me. Because <laughs> they only do one or style. cultivate variety. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have to look like everybody else. So other half. Now, what part of, what part of Brooklyn? They're, oh, I, that's a good question. Um, it's, ooh, it's kind I, of I up to toward that Williamsburg area, right? It's, I'm, it, I'm trying no, to no, think. It's, it's like it's opposite of it's. That's like closer to Williamsburg working, than here. Yeah, sure. But it, it, like I, I was telling you guys earlier off the air, it was it's in the middle of this like re weird industrial area. The, the brewery itself used to be an old um, like mechanic shop. Yeah, it was like a body shop, um, and it's super out of like right. In, there's a scrapper literally a block away. The closest thing <laughs> to it is a McDonald's. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I am I've shied away from these just because of my. Normal aversion to IPAs, but I like this one. I like these two. Yeah, they're, yeah this, this one's fantastic. Drinkers. I mean, on the, just on the nose, this other half one has got like you know stone fruit and papaya and all yeah. these like really good. It smells like a fruit salad in a glass. The, I totally get the papaya on the nose. 
can you can you develop a taste for something? Because I'm finding the more that we do this, and the more that I'm sampling beers that are a little hoppier than I was used to, my tolerance for hops seems to be growing a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm appreciating it more with certain styles of beer, dry hopped especially. May, may I? I have, yeah. I have a thing I've been boring people with at, at dinner parties and whatnot for years. <laughs> oh, you're going to bore us with it now? Great. Did you <laughs> steal your thumb? <laughs> you know, when you were at, you know, at a garage party in, in Jefferson Park and you were uh, <laughs> teen or whatever, and you had your first old style or your first uh, Miller High Life or something, and you're like, oh, my God, this is beer? Beer is poison. How does anyone drink this? But eventually, sure. you got to the point where you're like, oh, man, I sure could go for a beer on a hot day. I'm telling you, it is the same thing uh-huh. for beer to, you know, like these kind of challenging beers. It's it's just, you know, a little bit of time and yeah. space to kind of figure out what you like and how you like them, and it, it's the same deal. I think knowledge, too, you know, like you, you start learning more about beers. You start building a vocabulary, and, and now instead of just like, I don't know, I get bitter, like you could start saying, I get this kind of bitter, bitterness, right. you know, and, and, you know, like John and I saying, you get papaya. Before, it was probably like, oh, I taste something fruity. Mm-hmm. But now you can, like, really get in there and say, this is more pineapple and this is more citrusy. Like, yeah. you get, not you just get used orange, to it. but you're getting, like, you know, like, this is more tangerine or this is a blood orange, you know? So, Jesse and I were not born this insufferable. We had to work at it. That's yeah, right. Yeah, well, listen, it, it's, <laughs> it's like with anything that people get really into, soon you get to a point where people are like, I'm so tired of hearing about this. Can I just sit down and drink? Sure you can. And you can drink any of these styles and... Not have to dissect the the nose and the forward palate and all. Yeah, you can absolutely. just go. I like this beer. Why? Do do neither as we great. say. Do neither as we say, nor we do. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break because then we must come back for uh, a beer that sounds like I'm going to have some sort of cupcake or a pastry. Yeah. It's a real cruller in a glass. Yes, it sounds delicious. Pastry stouts next on at the breweries at seven twenty WG WGN. This is at the breweries. We have covered. Hell's Lager, H-E-L-L-E-S Lager. We have covered the Hazy IPA, or do you call it the New England IPA? And now we are moving back into my wheelhouse. The dark, the scary, the always delicious stouts, but not just any kind of stouts. When you started with dark and scary, I thought, and you were looking at me, I'm like, come on, man, I'm not that scary. No, come on. <laughs> and you're not that Everything is fine. We're all lovely here. So we have what kind of stout? Pastry stouts. Woohoo! And, that, and that's not a, it's not like a BJCP, uh, it's not like an official style. Um, well, like Hazy's now our, but... Uh, Hazy's are an official style, yeah. Yeah. Now, this is just kind of what we call the big, stupid, and stupid in an affectionate way. Uh, <laughs> the big, stupid, like, let's throw a bunch of flavor in the barrels, barrel-aged stouts. Okay, these so are like these the are barrel-aged. Yeah. Yeah, these are... This is dessert. Three fourths of the way to be in a glass of wine. Yeah, these are not for the uh, these are not for the meek. These are no, not for the I, uninitiated. I mean, it'll make you less meek, so maybe. Oh, well, sure. Now, what uh, for? Now, these these stouts are not like a Guinness, which you mentioned was about four percent alcohol, four and a half. What is a, what is a big, ooh, a big pastry stout? These are over ten. They they tend to be over ten. So uh, I know the other half one that I brought. It's a collab with other half in Equilibrium, and that's fifteen. Is that right at it? <laughs> wow, fifteen percent. There's no yeah, but please. Just a uh, see. This is why I get in trouble when I go to these fests because I oh it's only three ounces. Yeah, well you have three ounces of two of these, and it's like drinking a case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like I'm finished. Tread carefully, my a friend. A case and a cake. Yes. Well, yeah, these are not the. If you're if you're watching your girlish figure, Brian, I, I swear to you, I your listeners this. can smell this other half beer through the radio. It is. I have almost no sense of smell, and I can smell this beer. <laughs> I think it my is, I think my own delicious. great great grandchildren can smell this beer through time and space. <laughs> my unborn grandchildren are smelling this yeah. beer. This is a beer that pierces the veil with aroma. <laughs> and what? All right, so I'll the, let you guys have at it. These beers are these beers are obviously meant for. To be by themselves after a dinner, or you're smoking a fine cigar, you're sitting on a veranda somewhere, drinking these out of a snifter. Would because these are the kind? I would agree, but I'm college big, me would probably just pound this and then have like an egg salad sandwich and wonder why you felt bad. I don't know how college. <laughs> I don't know how diabetes. anybody college age or not could pound I, one of I'm these. I'm so glad we didn't have these <laughs> yeah, beers when I, I was in college. <laughs> yeah, you you sit around with your your friends in a snifter and you complain about craft beer world drama. 
Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what the this length is for. of your beard, the itchiness of your kneecap, <laughs> the the dullness of your tattoo artist needle, all of the things that go with the craft beer culture. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, that's which that I that am is anymore. exactly it. They so don't make are, flannels like they used to. They say before we scare people away from. Oh, no, they don't. You can get a thin flannel at the Walmart for five dollars. That's True. not a big Patagonia flannel. <laughs> uh, what? So what? What makes these stouts different from, uh, you know, a nice manageable four and a half percent stout? The well, the the adjuncts. You know, the barrel there's. Um, I, I, I did it also. Also, it started as Russian imperial stouts. Yes. They used to brew yes. stronger stouts for the imperial England. Used to brew stronger stouts for the um, imperial court of Russia because. The higher the alcohol, the more it will survive in like a wood oh. barrel or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. It won't get infected. So the idea is they brew these bigger stouts, more flavorful stouts for Russia. And then everyone figured out, oh man, you could just have a bigger stout to start with. So and like we got this sandbox collusion. to play in. Is this what you're telling? No me? collusion. There was collusion. <laughs> right. So so these these will last. Yes, these but Jesse's yeah, right. These go. these have aromatic, flavorful adjuncts in them that like get uh, alcohol will pull out flavors of things like coffee and vanilla mm-hmm. and you know any flavor any food with a, like an aromatic component alcohol will take that yeah. that's how you make the essence of anything okay. is you soak it in alcohol right. like vanilla extract is vanilla mm-hmm. soaked in alcohol mm-hmm. which is why i drink bottles of it every day uh <laughs> so are there are there some adjuncts that go better i mean there's a lot of coffee stouts coffee seems to go well chocolate seems to go well with these uh, Goose did an orange, an orange chocolate one. Ooh. There's vanilla yeah. goes, vanilla goes well. It seems vanilla seems to be like that's like the hottest thing. Whenever yeah. you do a, a a big stout like that with vanilla, you know, in, in the history of Goose, we've done Bourbon County Stout, three different vanilla variants, and they're always the most sought after. Yeah. Um, yeah. What but, was the vanilla one this year? It was really good. The, yeah. So 2018, we came back and did vanilla. Um, it was crazy. I, I love. I love vanilla and chocolate, and a lot of times with these beers, you get those chocolate notes or those coffee notes, and it's there's not even coffee or chocolate added. Right, there, it's just it's, the roasted. It's yeah. from the ro- yeah, the roast mm-hmm. and yeah. and the barrel uh, wood has vanillin in it, yeah. so it's kind of you know you throw a bunch of vanilla in there, you're basically amplifying what's already there in a barrel aged beer, which is why it, it kind of works so well. Yeah, because you know like vanilla, people hate vanilla ice cream. It's people not like people it. naturally like vanilla; it just works so well with a good barrel aged yeah. beer. Yeah, it just yeah. happens. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We got to take a quick break. We're gonna say hello to Karen Conti. We are gonna finish the pastry stouts uh, for a couple minutes on Facebook Live after we throw to the news. So. John and Jesse are here. We are going to go to Facebook Live after 7 o'clock. We'll, do, we'll finish up our uh, pastry stout segment. We're going to do this and then say hello to Karen Conti and see what's on her big program. We'll do all of that and so much more. WGN. All right. John is trying to uh, find out what Karen Conti has on her program. So, John, would you like, do you have a qu- Hi, Karen. Hi, Brian. Do you have a question for Karen, John? Yeah. Karen, why is Brian like this? <laughs> It's a long story. It's a long seven-year story. A long, long story. Yes. No, John was wondering, what are you talking about on your show, Karen? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, two things. One's, you know, this horrible story about this poor woman who was murdered and her baby was taken from her. I mean, uh, people oh. are saying, how can this happen? What's the psychology behind it? And we have an expert who actually has dealt with these issues and is going to talk about some of the cases in the past that have the same kind of facts. And what kind of person does this? Is it a narcissist? Is this an antisocial personality? Is this person really insane? Well, I mean, for the layman, yes, they they have to be insane because she faked a pregnancy up to this point. She lures a, a young girl to her house and then kills her. And but this how is do not you, how the, do you not think the, that this person is insane? This is not the first time this has happened. No, I either. know. And we had one back about twenty five years ago in Chicago. People are still but, in prison for it. Yeah, but there's there's sort of a, a pattern to this, and uh, there's a certain explanation for it. And he's going to get into the details of that. And then we have uh, Steve Bonner, who was the president of the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Very and nice. he's going to talk about healthcare in general, what you can do to be safe in the, your hospital, what are the trends in insurance, and what are the trends in hospitals, and how things are going to be changing. And it's a very, very interesting topic. Yeah, because everybody, you know, you get sick, and obviously your first thought is, am I going to get better? But very close second is, is insurance going to cover it? How well, how am I going to be treated? What's going to exactly. happen to me once I'm in How do you I'm navigate that system? What what are the changes that are going to have to happen? Because people are not satisfied with the way they're being treated by hospitals and doctors. No, it's very it, it's very impersonal. It's, yes. It's very you uh, wait. bureaucratic. You, you wait. And if you do get to see a doctor, it's, it's not like, and now I sound like I'm 100 years old. 
But back when your doctor would spend time with you and actually knew you and didn't just pop in for three minutes and go, okay, I'm writing an order. Now you have to go see another doctor and get a test. Then you go to another doctor. And you don't have one person who is overseeing your entire health care. That's absolutely true, especially if you have a serious problem. You might have five or different specialties that need to be there in order to make sure that holistically you're okay. And how do you know that all those moving parts are communicating to make sure that exactly. the, the the main focus, which is getting you better, is being taken well, care Steve of. Well, Steve Bonner's going to tell us all about that. I can't wait. John, any more questions for Karen? Anything else? No, but thank well, how you. How about who's going to be on the throne? How about that question? I that is going, a huge question. Let's, uh, can I, I didn't I watch I'm going there week. from here. I say it's the dragon. The dragon takes the throne? <laughs> yes. My opinion, wow. the real winner of Game of Thrones is the tourism board of Northern Ireland. That's where they show. Sorry, that died. Wow. That's wow. where they should. Whoa. Never mind. See, this <laughs> is why I, sh- I shouldn't Can have we these interstitials. Please. No, no. It's better We're, for everybody. No, we leave it on because this is it, it's a learning opportunity, Jesse. This is a teachable moment. <laughs> well, how the listeners learn to turn off their radio. Well, probably. No, no also, I'm just kidding. Also, how it is not. Uh, you know, Final prediction: Captain Picard lands on the planet. Turns out, a Star Trek Next Generation universe. So Ooh. Karen thinks it's a dragon. I think John finally mans up. Ah, I didn't watch it last week, Because guys, Danny we... just is too much of a power freak. She lost freak. her mind. She lost her mind. But we knew it was coming. All right, well, but we... she's got that dragon. Are you? Yeah, but somebody she's could take... Maybe Bran takes that dragon out. Finally. Jesse's la-la-lying with his hands over his ears. Maybe Bran's eyes roll back in his head. The dragon... That's it. Wow. Yeah. And the dragon could have a, have a little baby dragon, too. So there could be more dragons. I hope there's more dragons. I hope there's more dragons. I love the dragons. <laughs> Is it wrong? Is it wrong that I like a dragon <laughs> incinerating everybody in its path? real. If I had one, I'd walk around with it like a balloon on a string, and it would <laughs> always be with me. So you wouldn't have piped up? Nobody. Everybody would have kept their mouths shut. And it would, it would have uh, the term, you're fired, have a whole new meaning. Exactly. <laughs> with that, we will say we'll be listening to you after okay, 7. thank you. We're going on Facebook Live for a couple minutes, uh, mostly while Karen's in the news, so you can listen to Karen's show and all her interesting things. Thanks to uh, John and Jesse for being here at, at the breweries, as always. Remember, we'll uh, finish up our uh, pastry stouts on the other side. Uh, thanks, Cody. It is time to go. Do we have a break, Cody? No, we did the break. Now we go to the news. Game of Thrones after dark with Roe and Roper and Lapka. You can hear it live right after the series finale tonight at 10 on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users just say play WGN Radio on Tune In. It is time for the news. Uh, a little late, but who's watching the clock anyway? The news is sponsored by Design First Builders, the one guy who was watching the clock telling me to move it along Roger Badish. Hi, welcome to Facebook Live. It's the Brian Noonan Show. We are continuing at the breweries with John Carruthers and Jesse Valenciana. Jesse Valenciana from Goose Island Brewery. John Carruthers from Revolution Brewing. Uh, GooseIsland.com, Rev.com, Jesse Mambecue on Twitter, UT Chicago on Twitter. Uh, So there you go. Those are the guys. Uh, And as always, our Facebook Live attempts have met with unheralded technical difficulties, but we are on and we are ready to go. So... At the end of the on-air broadcast, we were talking about pastry stouts, which, yes, are as rich and heavy as you would imagine from the name. Uh, we tried one, which was delicious. Remind us again which was our first uh, pastry stout that John chugged, despite it's like uh, 12, 12%, uh, 12% alcohol content. Um, so the first one was from Other Half in Brooklyn. It's a collab beer that they, they made with uh, Equilibrium. It's called Hello, Gentlemen, and Will. So it's an imperial stout with cocoa nibs, Marcona almonds, Tahitian vanilla, and caramel. Ooh, give me just a tiny, just a tiny yeah, bit more a of bump. that one. Just a hair more, because this is, thank you, oh, this plenty, is, plenty. It tastes like breakfast. It's it does. Good. It tastes like breakfast if you were having breakfast at a delicious bakery. Yeah. Which included a nice chocolate donut. It's, the, you the, the vanilla on this is, is amazing, the, the Chocolate's awesome. I just um, get so, like there's so much everything in this. This yeah. is a crazy, just crazy flavorful beer. And this is the epitome of a, of a pastry stout. It, this is something you could see at a bakery. You know, to your so point. So when we talk about and we talked about this a lot with Goose and and with others, with a bourbon barrel aged stout, what sets this? Because you said these were in barrels as well. Um, I don't know if these were. So okay, so pastry stouts do the, not have to be aged. No, in no, no. So most of them in, are. Okay. But well, they don't necessarily have to be. You can put out an Imperial Stout like Old Rasputin. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the kind of baseline Imperial Stout. Okay. Um, that's like, it's an old beer, but you don't. it doesn't necessarily have to be in, in bourbon barrels. Okay. Uh, when we started barrel aging beers, um, you were putting an Imperial Stout 
in these barrels. Okay. And uh, the, the base beer uh, that we were putting in these barrels was made so you can get the flavors from that barrel. So you're really showcasing the vessel that it's being. So you need you need that barrel to complete the recipe for the beer, right? You're you are not necessarily, but it brings in all these like all these. You know, like you can draw a stick figure of a person, and someone can recognize it as a person. Okay. But like, if you have all this beautiful shading, it's really the difference between like a caricature at Six Flags and like a yeah. Bob Ross painting. Okay, it's like the barrel and the elevated alcohol content and the time it takes to extract uh, flavor from the wood really just shades in all those things that, like, okay. you know, really it seems incomplete without it after you've had it. So you know, being that we're in Chicago, we get very extreme temperatures, very cold and very, very hot. So that, that wood is, it's breathing, right? So mm-hmm. when it gets super hot, it expands. When it gets super cold, it contracts. So almost think of it as like a sponge okay. with these flavors in that wood. So what John was talking, alluding to, or you were talking about actually earlier, the vanillins that you get in that wood, that's all being imparted into the flavor of that imperial stout. So when you get when you get one like this that uh, was not aged in a barrel, <clears throat> and you still get some of those woody notes and that that same sort of flavor, much less than with the bourbon, what what is it? What's giving it that flavor? What's giving this the not only the chocolate and the vanilla and stuff, but those the, the little uh, more whiskey underlying. Well, it's tones. just a boozy beer, first of all. So like okay. th- it's going to be hot. On its own, because yeah. it's, this one is at what six fifteen percent, ninety nineteen percent. Woo! So it's already like 20, 28 percent. No, I will have four things up now. It's thirty six percent. Pour me a tall one. Fifty five percent alcohol. The, this is you the guys, ever clear of beers. You, this want, is you want to see me go blind? It is Maker's Mark with a handful of barley. If I were moonshining beer, it and would some, be it would Lucky be Charms marshmallows. <laughs> but so so you're getting the the booziness from you know the ABV of this beer is so high. Um, the roastiness from the malts that make it the imperial, um, the Russian imperial stuff that it is, and then they blend it with all these other flavors, and they add the vanilla, the, um, you know, I don't know exactly how they added the, if, if they dry hopped it with like the cacao nibs or the marcona, which means they would put it like in a, like a mesh sack and, okay, the, all, the almonds, yeah. yeah, but like this, this to me speaks to a very confident brewer who knows what the barrel does, you know, those yeah. vanilla flavors, slightly caramel coffee, toffee. And managed to replicate it without the barrel. Like, yeah. that is super cool and like 10 times harder I was gonna than say, just this... throwing something real big in a barrel and seeing like what happens. Yeah. Is this a beer that could go bad easy? You know, if you're trying to if you're trying to create this, is it, is it some a harder bad style? Beers. Is it, if you go under ten percent, an infection can happen easily. If you go over ten percent, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I will say the shelves and the breweries are ripe with people who thought all they had to do was put beer in a barrel and it would be okay. Like, there are plenty of bad barrel beers out there, thin or not balanced or just kind of, like, not memorable. And And this... It's it's tough. This is... uh, When you barrel-age beers, you have to have the ideal conditions for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no real terroir when it comes to beer. But in Chicago, I feel like we kind of have an advantage because of the extreme temperatures. You know, like imagine trying to make a really good barrel-aged beer in San Diego. Not saying that it can't be done. Uh, Ale Smith is a really great brewery. They do a really good job. But we have those ideal conditions. You know, you go to San Diego, it's like perfect weather. It doesn't really fluctuate. Well, so, and just because you have a good stout doesn't mean it's going to be a good barrel-aged stout. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. there's a exactly. local brewer, and I've said this to them, I won't mention their name, but they did one for Fobab. And I tried it, and I didn't really care for it. And I was in their tap room. And now they have it, not barrel aged, just the stout itself, yeah. and it was delicious. And so, I, I said that to the brewer, and he was like, "I'm glad you said that because we knew that it it didn't lend itself to being barrel aged." Yeah. So just because, yeah, just because you can make great burgers does not mean you're a great kimchi maker. Right. You know what I mean? Like there are different lines to hit, like for these different recipes, and yeah. It's, you know, like when, when craft beer and barrel-aged beer was just becoming a big thing, everyone was just throwing everything in barrels and being like, oh, everyone yeah. was like, oh, it's better because it's barrel-aged, right? Well, I think Jesse and I, between us, have had enough, like, barrel-aged beer we didn't like to be like, I don't know, you got to, like, you got to pay attention a, a little bit. There is a lot that's not good. We do, um, at, at Goose, we, we, Mike Smith, my coworker, we're on the same team, and he does this really neat education class where we talk about barrel-aged and I handle the wild ale side, and he handles the the bourbon barrel side, uh, and we let people taste bourbon county style. We call it black dog. Yeah. Uh, before 
it goes in the barrel. And I mean, it, it's a big stout. It's really chocolatey, roasty. I personally wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't think it's a great beer. Oh, okay, but it's it's made that way specifically because you're getting. We know what flavors we're right. getting from the barrel. All right. So this one from Brooklyn. Uh, say offside. No, other side. Other other half. Other half. Yeah. Is our baseline. Now we're going to go a little closer to home for another pastry stout, and this is from... Elk Grove Village. These are our friends from Microphone. I just had Microphone in a few weeks ago. This smells like bean spirit. They're kind of flagship. I mean, these guys are like pastry stout, you know, they're the Dukes. The pastry boys. They're the the pastry Dukes (laughs) of the Northwest Burbs. I mean, they make fantastic beer. They have lines just around the block. I think one of their lines for like an Imperial Waffle beer, I can see it right now from the studio. It's actually forming for a beer that's going to go on sale in two weeks. That's true. This um, is so this is, but delicious. this is their smells like bean yeah. spirit. It's got those maple syrup notes, mm-hmm. those coffee notes. Yeah, there's a, a little bit of sweetness to it. This tastes like, to me, it's it's like chocolate chip waffles with a bunch of maple syrup on it. I really do. Chunks of. I, yeah. I almost feel like chocolate. I could just smell this and get nine tenths of like. The, the the aromas on here Ugh. are it's it's amazing. It's it, for me it's breakfast honestly, and, and maple syrup tends to bring and again so many flavors um, they'll, they'll take you to a place right like it, everything is kind of contextual. It's like so this reminds me of breakfast in like northern Wisconsin, waking up going and just putting but, maple syrup and on. You know what's the cool thing for me is like it doesn't even taste like pancakes. maple syrup to me. It's like those like the like the the fridge syrup, you know, the pancake yeah. syrup that yeah, I can't yeah, legally yeah. call maple syrup. Yeah. Is like what I get from this. And I mean that in like a really nice way. Yeah. But like it really like chunks in. A lot of brewers like, you know, they, they put all these descriptions on their can or on their website and they're like, it tastes like this and it tastes like this and it tastes like this. Microphone, like when they say something is gonna taste like something, it tastes, it tastes like, like it. No, no, this definitely tastes like it. It is really good. But this is even higher ABV than again, I, no, I feel I think, I think I this one's bring, actually a little bit lower. Oh, but is this it, lower? It's, I always it's, bring this up because people are gonna go, Oh, it's one wow, no, this beer. is just wow, this is just eight percent. Well that's yeah. it. This tastes huge for eight yeah. percent. It's very flavorful. And that's the thing. It, you know, if it was a little bit bigger, I think it'd be a little bit more viscous. You know, yeah. when you get into those big beers, it's almost like you're drinking motor oil. And this yeah, this, this has really nice. this has um, coffee in it, and it's just complimentary. It's not they're yeah. not trying to hit you over the head with the coffee. Compliments the maple the syrup. Beer. It compliments the stout. This is a very impressive beer. This too. is a breakfast beer. We should right. have this for breakfast. We should have this for breakfast. Do we, we do have, a sleepover? Do we, do we have to pick? <laughs> we have to do thumbs up, well, thumbs we'll, down we'll, for each we'll one. We'll go through each style because we have not done that. Uh, let's start with our Hell's Lager. Hell is Lager. I'm going to go um, thumbs up because it's true to style. Um, I actually even like it. I Remind us which one. one the, I'm sorry. The the Great Central. I think is it, that gets the the thumbs up because it's it's. True to style, I, I like it even better than the Weinstefaner. Weinstefaner obviously is a thumbs up because, you know, they're they're the baseline of that beer. But uh, Great Central did an amazing job with uh, their Hellas Lager, so big thumbs up. Yeah, I was not expecting. You know, you, you brought this in, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> this is like the OG that I bought cold, and. This is, I mean, thumbs up. Great yeah. Central. This this Hellas. If you are a German beer fan, if you think you want to get into craft beer, like this is the beer. Thumbs up. Really good. Huge. Yeah. Two gigantic thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then we go to the Hazy or New England IPAs. L- local Boys Lejeune was your flagship. Lejeune. Lejeune. Um, and so other half was the, the um, what I brought in, and same thing. Total thumbs up. Um. I'm, maybe I'm being a fanboy. Yeah, but what should we like better? Yeah, <laughs> you should try, try them again. again. You try one yeah. again and see. I mean, the nose on this was a lot fruitier, but that Le Joux is so balanced, too. It is. And it, they're both really great beers. Le, Le Joux won a gold medal for a reason. Yeah. I mean, that, that beer is, for that style, it's I like that John does extra research. Done. He goes the extra mile. He does. I got to say, this is a more balanced, delicious New England IPA, but the nose on this thing is unreal. Yeah. I'm giving thumbs up to Le Joux. Wow. All right. Mm. Well, you're wrong. the boys battle. the record. And then finally, (laughs) we move to the big boys, the pastry stouts. (laughs) I'm already giving a a thumbs up to this big silly guy. Just because I love the label. Just the 
the flavors in here. Like, this is a stupid beer. It is so Like, this has no reason to exist. <laughs> like, I, can't, I, I have no reason to, to crack a bottle and get this much enjoyment out of anything in the year of our Lord 2019. And this thing is just delivering. Wow. I love our friends from Microphone. This thing is, is really cool, really silly. Yeah. So, for me, other half. Um, same thing. I mean, I really like the, the Microphone. I think it's a little bit thin for me. But the flavors that they want you to taste, I'm tasting them. This one, it's a little bit more muddled, but it's big. It's robust. It is big. What's and you're crazy? getting all those flavors, and it's just... What's crazy? There's like 6% between these. So there's like an entire beer yeah. that exists in the space between <laughs> yeah, those yeah, two. Yeah. That's probably a pretty good beer, too. So <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's like, that. kudos to Microphone for... Yeah. Huge flavor. Right we, th- we thought this was like 11, yeah. 12%. Yeah. Big ups, as the kids say, to Microphone. Is that what the kids say? Big ups. The only thing that I thought, again, it was a little bit thinner, so that's what kind of gave it away from me. I'm like, all right. But other than that, the flavors, they're also very bold. They're very in your face. I, mean, I love is, it. This is like the pri- this is the Lowry's prime rib cart of beers <laughs> that you just pushed in here. Like, it's wild. I was so excited to bring these. I'm are, like, do, oh, man. Are you moving to Brooklyn? Is this what we're seeing? A, a, a switch of, a you know swap what? of allegiance? I, I'm telling you, it's been New York against Chicago since before the World's Fair. Right. And I we're am extending a hand of friendship and love. I like that. Because Let's of other half. Yeah. Good for those guys. And nothing wrong with Brooklyn. They might, listen. I'm. I like their pizza. These guys are making great beer, and, and making Brooklyn's great beer. making great pizza. It's we love it. Yeah. All right. So other half from Brooklyn, represent Brooklyn. You and uh, what, you get some Wu Tang Clan. You let, get a, listen to some Wu Tang. Drink some other half, and you're yeah. man. You're in. That's a perfect night. I think it is a perfect night. Yeah. Then a nice cigar or a blunt, depending on where you're. <laughs> depending on what legalities, what jurisdiction you are in. You Do can I have enjoy to work yourself. tomorrow? <laughs> Of course not. Why would anybody work after a night of a night of of Wu Tang, <laughs> uh, other half, and blunts? All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. John Carruthers, Jesse Valenciana, Revolution Brewing, Goose Island Brewing, UT Chicago, uh, at Jesse Mambecue. That's how you find the guys. Every month we do at the breweries. We are glad you are with us. We're glad you enjoy the segment. Keep coming back. Uh, Cody, do we like and share? Do we do tell people to like and share? Of course. Like not. and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe because we are. Ge- yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> we have just devolved into the worst I hope the buttons where I hope the buttons where I pointed to. I don't think there's any that's buttons. Button, have, have some more other half, John. Have hit the button. Use buttons. the one of these that works, Cody. All right, we gotta go because John needs uh, John needs another little sip. And Jesse has got to get to the to the gym. He's <laughs> unbelievable. And and Cody needs a beer. That's the most important part. And Game of Thrones is coming on very Liquid soon. Liquid breakfast. Very so, exciting. There you go. Have a great night. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye.